Welcome back to the Persuasion Pitch Podcast, or if you are new, welcome. I'm your host, Jess, and here we dig into scams, other unethical business practices, and cults. I am back. I am back in 2023. I have missed doing this podcast so much. I truly have. And I cannot wait for you guys to not only hear this episode, but to hear all the other things that I have planned with this podcast. I am sitting down with Emily Lynn Paulson. She is not only an author, but she is very open about other things as well, like sobriety and just so much more. So let's get into it. So we both have the same middle name and it's spelled the same. Oh, I am. Nice. It's not a popular name or anything. No, not at all. (laughs) So... Um, I found you on Instagram and I saw that you had written a book, which is really cool. And I'm, I'm excited to read it. I really want to read it because I mean, of course it's about MLMs and you know, um, it's been my obsession for the last, uh, well, since 2018 to expose these companies. Um, so when did you first become anti-MLM? Like what made you decide to you know, look into yeah. it and all that? Yeah, honestly, I was still in an MLM when I would consider myself kind of turning that corner. Mm-hmm. Um, like halfway through, I'd say three or four years in, um, I actually got sober and um, I really didn't have, I, like I started realizing that I'd been kind of drowning my own intuition. Um, and there were things that I didn't feel comfortable doing anymore. And then I started seeing really that a lot of people I brought in were not making the same money that I was. And it wasn't because of their hard work, like things just were not adding up. Right. So I kind of stepped back and I, but I still collected a check. I was just like, I'm gonna just kind of take a little breather here. Um, and I honestly thought I'd just kind of write it out till it went away. And then the pandemic hit and that was just the deal breaker. Like all of the ugliness of people trying to uh, get people to use their stimulus money to join and just the ignorance, uh, you know, just around like all these crazy conspiracy theories and, and believing what your upline said with no critical thinking, like I could not be involved anymore. And, and then I started listening to like the dream podcast and all of these things. And I realized like, Oh my God, I am in a cult. Right. So what MLM were you in? So I can't say only because of okay. book, um, but was it like insane. health and wellness? It's like, wellness? like skin wellness. Okay. Typical. Um, though I will say that it's really easy to Google and find out. Okay. Okay. So <laughs> with that, that just brings me to another question that I didn't even prepare you for, but um, with COVID happening, um, we saw so much of people not only preying on people because of the pandemic, like you're stuck at home, you can work from home, but also health claims, mm-hmm. um, insane. Yes. <laughs> um, and dangerous. Yes. Super dangerous. Yes. And illegal. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm sure you saw some of that too, right? Oh, so much. Yeah. So much. Yeah. Yeah. Which is ridiculous. Um, so like, 
you know, whenever you like, what was, okay. So you were at the top, right? If you were, yeah. oh, okay. Yeah. You were at the top. So you were just like, this is ethically not right. And I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. Because, you know, for so long, I'm sure like everybody who gets in, they're like, oh, I could do this and other people can too. And, you know, I assumed like I did well. So obviously other people can too. And then they were not doing well. You know, I got in early enough and, and all of those things that, that it just worked out for me and it wasn't working out for other people. And then I just felt like I was selling this dream that didn't exist, you know? Right. Right. And then like, it just eats at you probably. Yeah. Because you just feel awful about it. You just see so many people struggling. So you could have easily been like, um, you know, cause I mean, you're making money. Um, you know, yeah. you're not working hard enough. You're not working the business. I'm sure that's what other people said that were at your level. Yeah. And, and I mean, those were some of the things I repeated too for a long time. Cause I did believe that like mm -hmm. I'm doing these things that's working. So if it's not working for you, you must not be doing those things until I saw that they were. And then I'm like, wait a minute, mm -hmm. why is this working for you? It's because statistically it can't. Right. 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 Absolutely. Um, so when you were in an MLM or just in general, like what was the biggest lie that you were told by either people, you know, above you, the company, et cetera. What was like the biggest lie if you have one? I think the biggest lie is the one that gets everybody in, which is like that anyone can succeed. I think that's, that is the biggest lie because almost nobody can like statistically proven that, you know, 99.7% of people lose money. doesn't matter how hard you work. And it's actually almost totally unrelated to how hard you work. It really, for the few people who make it, mm -hmm. it's how saturated the market is, which for almost every MLM is already saturated. Oh yeah. It's how much money you have. And then how much money your rich network has really and, right. and you look at the people at the top in any mlm and you can see that there's no rags to riches story they either got in early they had a rich network they had a husband with money they had some resources yeah. like them. a bridge like a bridge right because yeah totally um yeah i mean oh yeah it's it's a lot that goes into this but i mean i didn't realize so that 2020 so when the pandemic hit so that was not too long ago. Not too long ago. And man, no. you've already written a book about it. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Like, and like I said, I was, I was like out at that point, you know, I was mentally checked out. I was not recruiting. I wasn't talking to my team really. Like I had talked to them about how I just didn't feel comfortable with it anymore. And, and that, you know, I'm, I wasn't going to be recruiting anymore, bringing on any new customers or anything. So I was very much mentally out at that point. Mm -hmm. but I was collecting a check. So I was still in. And that at that point when the pandemic hit, I was like, I can't, I can't do this anymore. Right. Like I can't be, there's no amount of money that makes this worth it. Yeah. Because you have integrity. You're, you're honest. You're not going to, like, it's just unethical to sit there and collect a check knowing that, yeah, knowing that it's not the right way of doing things. And so many people do because I mean, greed and I mean, money. I mean, yeah. Well, and once you do get in that far, like there's a lot of people who can't leave, right? right? Like now they're in so far. It's like, well, I can't, I need the money now. Like I, I've now, they <laughs> now can't. Right. That's, that's a, like, I'm fortunate in the sense that I am married to someone who has a job and, you know, mm -hmm. like we could financially have me leave, but there's a lot of people who can't. Right. It's really hard too. Right. Yeah. 
That, that, that is so true. I mean, it's, uh, you know, the, the thing that gets me is people claim to be, like, there's so many that use, like, the Bible as a prop. Yeah. <laughs> Rodan and Fields, I'm speaking to you. Um, and, <laughs> you know, recruit in the church. Again, yeah. I hate I hate that company so much. Well, and that's the honestly when you were you were asking about the cringiest thing. Yes, those are by far the cringiest things because you hear a lot of cringy, you know, stupid language everywhere. Yeah, like, hey, hon. Yeah, I look back at my own language and it's cringy, but the God stuff, the whole like God brought this into my life. God can help you with this, like as if their faith is what helped them earn money, and. And it's, I like, it just made my ears bleed or like the right. wow. breakfast before, like, I'm like, we should not be combining this. This is no. okay. And, and when you think about it, like being in an MLM and the behaviors you have to have are so the opposite of any kind of Christian values. You know what I mean? Like you should, you shouldn't like pray on your neighbor and, you know, right. sign them up for bad financial decisions and all this stuff. So that to me is the cringiest is the, the faith manipulation. Yeah, I say that all the time because I mean Jesus does hate your MLM if you're if you're an MLM. Yeah. Jesus yeah. does hate your MLM because I mean I even like I did a TikTok about this, um, about um how it goes against the Bible and yeah. um like I put Bible verses and everything, which I got that from and I credited, of course, um, MLMExodus.org, but their website's down. Oh, bummer. Yeah. yeah. But I, I mean, but I did, you know, the video, but it does, it does go against it. And I don't know, man. I, I mean, especially like the ones at the top that are like in church every Sunday singing and, you know, all this stuff. Um, they know, they yeah. know. And it's just, oh, yeah, it's awful. It's awful. Um, so now, I mean, I, I do know why you decided to write this book and why. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes, yeah, so I'm going to answer that. Um, so whenever, and I do want to ask you, though, let me ask you before I forget. When you did leave, um, did, did you like, do you have people or did you have people that you considered friends? Like, oh, yeah. 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 And, you know, I will say I was fortunate in the sense that, I mean, definitely bugged my family a lot about it, but I didn't have a lot of close family who joined or, or got very deep in it. Mm -hmm. And so when I left, if anything, it was a relief for them. Um, they were always a little like, I don't know, skeptical. Mm -hmm. Um, and then the friends who came in, it's like, they were friends before they came in, they were my friends. I was honest with them about why I was leaving. They're still friends, Good. But, the, but the friends quote, you know, mm -hmm. air quotes, I made in the MLM for the most part, it won't talk to me now. Granted, there are some, there are some who I met who, you know, we're still friends now, but that's not the majority. Mm -hmm. um, because really like, it's not friendships, it's, it's proximity. You spend a lot of time with these women on Zoom calls and retreats and all this crap, but you're, and you're led to believe that you're like in this friendship, but it's, it, Sisterhood. it's, it isn't it's, it's it's fake yeah right right um yeah that's I'm, I'm actually really surprised that there are people that still talk to you i think that's rare it's it is it's very rare um you know and 
hopefully they're talking to you still for the right reasons. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. It well, and it's interesting how many of them are like, I would get in trouble if my upline knew I was talking to you or, you know, there's a lot of that in there that, that that's weaved in, like yeah. you don't tell anybody who said this, but so the people who, who they like really feel the same way again, but they're kind of financially trapped maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a, there's a lot of that. I mean, you wouldn't believe how many people reach out to me who are still in, who are feeling the same way, but just kind of afraid to leave or don't know how to leave or financially can't leave. Um, yeah. yeah. Or there's those people who, again, they're just like, nope, you're gone now. <laughs> you're you're a hater now. You are a hater now. Yep. You're like, a hater now. Yep. Cause that's what they love to say. I mean, yep. like, I'm not, I hate when people say that. I'm like, what am I hating on? What am mm-hmm. I hating on? Um, and I mean, when I, I'm talking about the people, like you just signed up your post on social media that night. And then if I say something, they call me a hater. Like Mm -hmm. I'm not going to hate on the $1 a month that you may get. I know, but you know, I mean, they, they, it's, and that's what makes it a cult. Yeah. I mean, for people. Yeah. really. Yeah. Like what happens when you leave? Right. Cause that, that's one thing too, is like, oh, well, lots of things are culty for sure. Like, but, but what happens when you leave? Like if I don't go to the gym, like people might miss me or whatever, but they're not like, why aren't you here? You're not going to succeed. You're a hater. When you leave an MLM, it's totally different. It's like, yeah, you're, it's you're not loyal and you're a hater and you're all, you're a whatever. Yeah. It's not the right. Same. Right. And I mean, like, and if they're going to cut you off and stop talking to you just because whatever then I mean it, it is I mean they are cults and like I used to when I first but I just want to ask when I first became anti-MLM I did not approach it correctly um and I admit that because I would say you're in a cult um <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing you're not gonna make any money I can't believe you're in this cult it's a cult but that was not right the way I approached it. Um, you know, I've evolved and grown and learned since then. Um, I know that you can't, you know, go after like, cause, I mean, it is, I mean, and, and this is not even in a joking manner. I say this so many times true. It, this is a true cult. Um, so you have to approach it like that. Um, you know, it's, yeah. It's, well, and having been on in that, in it, like I, I can fully, understand it because I was fully brainwashed. I was fully in. And I know if someone had come to me and said, Oh, read this book, or here's what this girl is saying. I would have said the same thing. And I've been like, Oh, she's a hater. She doesn't know what she's talking about. She's not, you know, I I realize that. And so it's like, people have to come around on their own time and you never know, they may never come around, but you never know what they're going to see or, you know, be involved in a lot of people's eyes were open. I think during the pandemic, when they saw how many companies were preying on people and the false medical claims and all of that stuff, but it just, it takes what it takes. It took me a long time. Yeah. 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 And then I wonder about people who, you know, they lost money, but then they join another and another and another, um, that I'm just, I mean, hopefully they'll eventually come around. I mean, there's been, I mean, as you know, like people have gotten divorces, I mean, even in trigger warning, trigger warning, um, I'm just going to say uh, su- suicide, but be, there have been people who have unalived themselves. I mean, it goes so much deeper than one might think. Oh, for um, sure. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah, just it's like the whole world. 
Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, really sad. Um, and I've gotten messages from people who's they're they're like, my wife's in this. I don't know what to do. Yeah. And, you know, it, it is really, really sad. Um, and so you were writing this book. Um, I really want to read that book. So we have till May, though, um, a little bit. But it's on pre-order, everyone. And I'm going to leave a link and everything down below. Um, so you so when you started writing the book, because when did you start writing the book? Uh, I, I started writing it when I was still in. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, because and I didn't honestly know part of it was just for my own um, like when I started doing the profit loss statements and stuff, and I start and I got this workbook that um, and one of the um, creators did, um, Megan Williams, I think yeah. she did the whole workbook on how she was on on here. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I started doing some of the other activities in the book and like just started realizing a lot of things. And so I just honestly started writing a lot of things down, like things that I realized from the very beginning, like this didn't feel good. This wasn't right. I felt weird about this. Um, and when I was in AA and doing my 12 steps, a lot of my amends were about things I did in the MLM. So I started writing down a lot of stuff early. Um, so honestly, by the time I quit, I was like, this is what I'm doing. Like this, I, I just wanted it to be out there. Wow. So how long have you been sober? Uh, six years today, actually. Oh, look at that. Congratulations. I had chill stop. That's huge. That's huge. That's amazing. It it really is. Wow. Um, and you were in the MLM, um, when you were not sober, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it, you know, my drinking really escalated there, you know, of course there's a lot of parties and a lot of all that stuff is like wine in, you know, whatever, like you always have to add wine into everything, cocktails and conversation and all this. That is so true. That is so true. I I drank a lot when I was in the MLM and so definitely didn't help things. But what was interesting is when I got sober, Uh then all of a sudden I became like this inspirational tale. And which I know is a thing, all of a sudden, any sob story, any like, you know, anybody who had any infertility issues or a spouse who died or anything like that, all of a sudden we're speaking in front of, and so then I was speaking at convention and all of these things. So it it kind of turned me into this like weird celebrity. And then that felt very gross after a while. I was like, Ooh, now I'm just being kind of used in a different way. And yeah, they were using your story to, yeah, that's, Oh, you know, the people, people at, I I think, so the founders, the founders know absolutely 100% without a doubt what they are doing. Um, they have to, they know, um, it's, it's awful. It really is. And that's why we need, whenever I first started speaking out against MLMs, it was August, 2018. So I started researching and, um, it has grown so much. I mean, there are like a few, um, anti MLM videos on YouTube and I read every single article. There was no more articles. I had, I searched high and low. I couldn't find an article. Now we have endless content. I mean, so we're, I mean, raising awareness even more, which is great. Um, and so when you started writing the book, um, you were still in, which is, that's, man, I mean, I bet it was like therapeutic too, though, in a way. Oh, totally. It helped you totally. Um, decide and everything. Um, 
was there any point where you thought that maybe you wouldn't finish it or you were like, never mind, or? No, I mean, well, yes, but not for the reasons you may think. I mean, writing a book is a lot of work, like mm-hmm. so much research, interviews, like lots of time. Mm-hmm. Um, but the more I wrote, the more I was like, oh my gosh, like I forgot about this. And wow, I see how this was really coercive and this was really culty and this was like behavioral control. And this was, you know, I started realizing all of the, you know, little culty things in it. And then how just, I was slowly indoctrinated. And then I just got more passionate about writing about it. Like it almost, I was almost more energized the more I wrote. Um, what was interesting though, is that it was hard to find a publisher because of course there's lots of money in MLM and there's a lot of people in MLM written books. Yeah. And so publishers are like, uh, we represent this one person. And so it's a conflict of interest or whatever. Anyway. So, uh, that was one interesting thing. So we'll see. I mean, I do think more people are talking about this stuff and it's not so taboo to talk about, but you know, there's a lot of money tied up in it and you know, there's a lot of people in probably in the media who have money tied up in MLM. Mm -hmm. So yeah. You know, it'll be interesting to see uh, who who's willing to talk about it and who's not. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so, and I think that's probably what you, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but um, I was asking you about um, like the sisterhood on the yeah. Um. So what, what, so, well, how, okay. How did you come up with a name? I should ask. How did you come yeah. up with, with that? Oh yeah. So Hey Hun, Sales, Sisterhood, Supremacy, and Other Lives of Multi-Level Marketing. So Hey Hun was easy. Right. It's like, that's what, yeah. Yeah, that's, you know, the saying that everyone's seen in their inbox, mm-hmm. like that to me was easy. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, Sales, Sisterhood, Supremacy, I have a thing about alliteration with letters and whatever, all the S's I liked that. But, you know, you think about it, it's like, it's all hidden behind sales. Like, oh, we're just selling something. Well, that's not really what it is, right? You're collecting people. You're selling this dream that doesn't exist. It's not about your skincare. It's not about your supplements, your essential oils. That's not what the business is. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then sisterhood is the other lie because it's it's conditional. Like you can never have an actual community where there's coercion, where there's financial conditions. Like it's a total conditional, you know, not even- Right, that's not sisterhood. No, conditional proximity is what it is. It's not sisterhood. And then supremacy is like this I, this lie that you're sold that you are the best if you're at the top. You should always be striving. There's never an end, ever. No matter how high up the ranks you get, no matter what your paycheck is, what goal you get, what prize you get, it's always better, better, better. There's mm-hmm. always a higher rank you can get to. And then you look at the lineup of any MLM at the top and they're all a bunch of white chicks and the CEOs are all a bunch of white dudes. <laughs> I mean, it's like- They are. It yeah, is. It's true. That's what it is. You're, you're upholding. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, it is. Speaking of that, um, you know, they love to prey on um, most of them. So, you know, not just stay at home moms, people who need, you know, money, da, 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 um, whenever they lose money, but they, I, yeah. So like in the church, so you're looking at your, no, your mom who's like 30 something years old, um, you know, with kids, white w- women, 
And, um, and I know that other people get, you know, sucked into, but that is like a prime, you know, demographic. Um, there is a lot of, oh my gosh, especially with, you can tell I don't like road fields, especially with them. Um, (laughs) they, I mean, I, I mean, there's a lot of racism and homophobia and, um, it's so disgusting it's so disgusting um but yeah i mean and you know christian whatever that is the prime the prime demographic there and um and like i said before it's it's a bipartisan issue i mean i mean it's on both sides um of everything but but it is i mean most people and i don't have like a statistic or anything are the middle-aged white conservative um churchgoer yeah yeah like the avatar really is a like a white 42 year old woman that's like the avatar and Mm -hmm. even internationally and that's not exactly diverse it's it's like no they're not diverse unless they're preying upon a certain um demographic um like for example herbalife you know oh yeah yeah oh yeah yeah definitely and they'll you know use it to their advantage when they need it like there's usually a very diverse looking um you know poster with with people of all ethnic ethnicities right but like you don't see them actually represented in the company Mm-mm. and even the products like hair products that aren't for you know ethnic hair like it's right hair or skincare that's like very light shades um yeah the shade ranges oh my yeah. god it's just disgusting like it's embarrassing yeah like secondhand embarrassment for them with those shade ranges i mean geez yeah. i mean yeah it's it's a mess um so and i was gonna ask you what you already answered basically about you know your friends um stop talking to you but what about your like everyday life non well people who are not in the MLM or were in a different MLM or are in a different MLM, did they stop talking to you because they want to support it? Like, Oh, you know, they're just trying to make their income. Did did you have anything like that? You know, people who aren't in people who aren't in MLMs are like totally thrilled, right? Mm -hmm. Anyone who is still in, even if it's a different one Mm -hmm. is, is not, excited that I'm writing a book. Cause really, I don't even say the company name in the book. I talk about kind of a fake company simply because it doesn't matter. I mean, as you know, they are all the same. They are all the same. doesn't matter. They are. So it's different. So nobody in an MLM is going to be excited that I'm t- talking about all the things that you're not supposed to talk about, but, um, but it's surprising how many people I didn't realize are like, oh my gosh, I am so excited to read about this because I also hate MLMs or people who just don't even understand them are like, I want to, I want to know, like, it, it's just kind of this unknown thing mm-hmm. that people are leery of and they don't know why. And it's like, go with that. There's a reason to be leery. Right. Yeah. Right. I find it to where, um, like whenever, I started speaking out against MLMs and still um, people have gotten, I know one, okay, for example, one woman 
um, blocked me on Instagram because she said that she has friends who are in MLMs and they're very successful. She's not one, but yeah, so she blocked me on Instagram because of that, which is really weird because maybe she was in MLM. Weird. I just didn't know. Yeah. But again, know. to like so blindly believe what people are saying. And again, I say I this as someone who's been there, just, you know, there's always, there's many sides to a story. And the fact that they maybe were, would want you to block someone like you, or, or mm-hmm. the, like the fact that you feel like you have to block someone who's saying something opposite of you mm-hmm. should tell you something. Right. Right. Like if you yeah. don't like what you're saying, unfollow you fine. Don't listen. But yeah. to like, someone you gotta wonder like what like you gotta leave that little bit of room that like maybe I'm not totally right about this and if you don't have that that's kind of scary right yeah I mean it's just a you know brainwashing yeah into that I mean and it all boils down to like research if, if you're even if you're not an MLM like and you think that you're supporting your friend or family by ordering something when you're not, you know, because well, you're not, it just boils down to research. And like you said, it's not about the products, um, you know, just to sell the products. Um, I mean, it's, you have to recruit. I mean, you have to recruit if you're going to make any money. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, there's no telling what's in some of these products. I mean, I've looked at ingredients and things like that, but for example, like, uh, black oxygen. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And like, for the most part, like the products that, that any MLM is selling, like they're fine. There's nothing necessarily in the, for the most part wrong with them, but mm-hmm. they're so inflated in cost compared to just something you could get at target or your you know department store or your dermatologist because all of so much payment for all the levels is built in that they're just they're not worth what you're paying for right yeah right um yeah but yeah i mean yeah they cost more because they have to pay cuts to you know people up the christmas tree up the pyramid yeah up the pyramid yeah they do and they're the quality of them ugh, yeah i mean just look at right all right i'm gonna, I'm gonna stop talking about radiant right but um <laughs> but yeah i mean and look at black oxygen look at boo you know yeah. that got you know was shut down yeah. with the help of reporting 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 and tagging Tina on Twitter and everything else, um, which Kira um, Mombi started that Boo is Woo Facebook group. And yeah. man, we had so many requests coming in and that just goes to show that reporting the um, the health claims, the income claims and all of that, it does work if enough people report. And yeah. I mean, they were putting this in children's feeding tubes and giving it to their animals. I mean, it's just absolutely disgusting. Awesome. Um, and that's how the FDA, you know, got involved with that. But I think a lot of it is reporting and then also, you know, raising awareness, speaking about it, not purchasing the products, not joining, of course, mm-hmm. and, you know, just research everything. Um, if you're even considering joining one, research and don't just look at their website or their studies you know their scientific studies because don't just listen to the person who's trying to recruit you who has a vested interest in your money right like that's not an unbiased source at all right 
Yep, it just goes to research. Um, yeah, I mean, is there anything else you want to talk about? <laughs> no, I mean, I always like to say, like, you know, if you are the person, because like, I think of like the person who's listening to this, who is in an MLM, but like, it, who was like me, who was like listening to secretly listening to like the dream podcast or whatever, like right. realizing, like, not to blame yourself because you probably joined for all the good reasons everybody else does. You know, you were sold the same dream that you're probably selling other people and like, just take the next right step. Like maybe you just look at the language you're using to, to spam people with, and you stop doing that. And maybe you just look at how you, maybe you've treated a downline who you've told, you know, wasn't working hard enough or something, you know, just, just really take a step back. And like, it doesn't mean, okay, today you have to quit, but like, just start taking steps to see what you want to do next. And like, don't blame yourself. That's right. what I always want to say. Cause again, like most people who join MLMs do it for a very good reason. And, right. Yeah. It's not their fault. I mean, they're set up to fail. I mean, yeah. it, that's just the way it works. I mean, it's just how the cookie crumbles. It's, <laughs> it, it's, it is so, like, there's absolutely no way that you can recruit and recruit, but you're going to run out of population. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, I talked to somebody um, who said that they were sending like 200 DMs a day. Oh, God. Yeah. And this is not hourly, mind you. No, no, it's unpaid uh, work. It's all unpaid work. Right. But time yeah. freedom. Time yeah. freedom. Oh, my God. Yeah. Cringe. <laughs> That's cringe. That is cringe. Um, well, thank you so much for being one. I really appreciate it. And, um, I can't wait to read the book and uh, yeah, I think it's going to be amazing. Thank you. Well, thanks for having me on. Yep. Absolutely. I hope that everyone enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed recording this episode. And as always, I hope that everyone has a great rest of the day and a great rest of the week.